Thrilling. Okay. It's live from the table, the official podcast of the New York City's world famous comedy cellar that was Procol Harum's Wider Shade of Bale that comes to us from 1967. <laughs> and still sounds as good today as it did then. Uh, classic rock never dies. Uh, welcome, everybody. I'm here with Stan Natterman. I'm here with uh, Dub Davidoff, co host of the comedy. Please sell a live from the table bonus episode and Periel Ashenbrand, producer uh, and uh, on air personality in her own right. Though it didn't start off that way, it has evolved <laughs> in that direction. We certainly are the better for it. Uh, how is everybody doing on after six months or so of lockdown or whatever, you know, pandemic or whatever? Look, I've had enough. We've all had enough. I mean, who hasn't had enough? I think uh, I think it's a, the collective cry from the people all over the world is we've had enough. Well, th there was a uh, in the Post. There was an article today. Um, now, the Post, you know, take it take it with a grain of salt. It's the New York Post, but it said that the lockdown was a mistake. The whole thing was a mistake. And again, a lot of people have expressed that. It's now looking that the lockdown. It's now looking like the lockdowns may have been a huge mistake. Reports Michael Barone at the New York Post. Um, we're locked down to mistake to that nagging question. The answer increasingly seems to be yes. And again, this is not a new idea, uh, but... Uh, well, but, 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 I mean, just, um, I mean, I don't want to contradict Mr. Barone. I mean, God knows he's an expert if ever there was one. But um, uh, what, what, if failure in what regard, in terms of the, the likelihood of it being, um, uh, better had we locked down more consistently on a federal level or um, relative to Sweden, we were a failure. I think that uh, um, the idea of the article, and I, uh, I was just going through it right now, um, that Sweden would have been a more appropriate mm. um, way of dealing with the, uh, with the problem. Because the net loss in terms of human life probably wouldn't have been much worse, and the net gain in productivity and lack of suicide and the economic yeah because there, because according worse. to the article there were there is not just economic costs which can be substantial, but people right. didn't go to the doctor for uh, yes, cancer right. screening or for other problems right uh, hospitals were busy, and of course there's the mental health issues involved right. and then uh, and then we look at Sweden and we see that, well, they didn't have a lockdown and, and they did, they certainly had a fair number of deaths, but it wasn't um, much more, if at all, more than we had here. But anyway, that's his opinion. Does he have uh, any um, medical training or background, Mr. He's a reporter of the New York Post, Periel. He doesn't need an MD, you know that. <laughs> well, I don't know that he does, but he certainly can look at statistics and he can yeah. look at you know, those sorts of things. And medical people are very focused on medicine. So they may not look at economic factors. They may not look at mental health factors if they're, if they're epidemiologists. So, you know, you need to look at a range of factors and a range of uh, considerations. And anyway, well, all will be known in time. I thought, will... sorry. I'm just saying it, you know, I think at some point we'll know whether this was a mistake in hindsight. Uh, I don't know that we're, 
we can say definitively yes or no at this point, but we'll, we'll see. I think I thought that Sweden had like more deaths than Canada. Um, well, I don't I know what population you mean per capita. I wonder here. Let's see, Sweden, Sweden deaths. Um, I don't know what the population is relative to Canada. I mean, how many people are in Sweden? Here, are we have well, we have five thousand, five thousand eight hundred and thirty-seven deaths um, reported in Sweden as of whenever this article came out. Ten million and Canada, Canada has thirty has, million. Uh, thirty million. Yes. Okay. Yes. So how Eight many deaths in people, Canada? Six million people in Sweden, I think. Okay. No, it said ten. Where uh, ten point two three million. Well, but either million. way, if that were the case and they have the same number of deaths, then you are you are three times less likely to have died in Canada on a per capita basis. Yeah, but, Canada's um, up. We're almost forty million people in Canada. Oh wow. They, they, things have really been urbanizing up that way. Yeah, when, I started, when I started dating Jessica, it was a mere 10. Um, <laughs> it really had an explosion. Canada yeah. COVID deaths are 9,146. Okay. How many was in Sweden? Uh, about 6,000. So yeah, substantially higher per capita in Sweden than Canada. Um, well, well, I mean, yes, but we'd also have to take into consideration how long it's been going on there for relative to when cases began hitting in Canada. I mean, for all we know that. Well, I understand that Sweden is, you know, not at the, uh, Sweden is like in the middle in right. terms of deaths per capita. Um, anyway, you know, we'll see. Again, all will be known in time and, and uh, whether or not this was a big mistake or it could have been done. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I guess we did the best we could and we'll see if it, you know, um, if it was ultimately the right decision, but. I am going, I mean, how much longer is this going to go? Like how much fucking longer can we take this for? Well, I, I don't know how much longer we can, t I guess we don't have a choice, right? But um, they just opened in Jersey, not New York City, I don't think yet. Dan, you can't go in a restaurant yet in no, New York No, not in New York, you can't go in there, right? You can go in there to use the shitter. Yeah, yeah, if you're that. buying food, if you're, of course, by all means. Well, in other words, if I'm there for uh, to eat outside, yeah. I say, I can go to the bathroom. I go inside, I go to the bathroom. But, yeah, um, you can put on a mask and you walk inside. But in Jersey, mask, you know, in you're allowed to you have take a squirt. Car. Yeah, you got to take a leak. You know what I mean? I mean, what are you going to do it on the sidewalk like an animal? You take a leak, you go in a restaurant. But the, um, the, the in Jersey, you're allowed now 25% capacity indoors. And so I, I don't know what that you know what that means for um, for New York City. I, I, I know that I know that gyms, I, I, Cuomo said, are beginning to. Gyms have opened. You got to make an appointment. You got to make. You got to make an appointment. And from what I've heard from my sources, yeah, no uh, steam, steam, no steam, room, no steam room. Which no steam. <laughs> for me, Ariel, you know Dan's king of the steam. I'm king of the steam. That's sort of a deal breaker. If I can't have a steam after a workout, what's the sense of working out for God's sake? Right, I, I need that reward. <laughs> Yeah. Very tough for me to get motivated to work out without the promise of a nice steam. Such a steam, such a steam. And so, uh, a mask in the steam room, right? Oh, well, the steam room's closed in either case. Uh, so, yeah. you know, um, so that's, so I don't know if I'll be going running back to the gym anytime soon, is what I'm saying. But, well, now that looks, I guess you just make a series of appointments in advance and, and, and then there's some sort of limit on how many people that they can have in, you know, I, I look, I, you got to wonder, I mean, whether or not, 
I guess if there is a vaccine, <clears throat> don't we need time to determine how effective the vaccine will be before we just open the doors again? And if that's the case, how much time? And does that mean if we had a vaccine today, we're yeah, still dealing with six I don't months of restriction? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know how long we need. Um, well, Trump I, is talking about a vaccine in November, but you know, take that with a grain of salt, obviously. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's going to push through a vaccine. <laughs> Listen, I had a conversation with um, a scientist a few days ago who does cancer research for a living. Um, now, he said that the shortest amount of time that it has ever taken to turn around a vaccine, that sa safely vetted vaccine, was four right. years for the measles. Yeah. Wow. Yes, but we're going, we're, we're, we're putting everything into it. So I, I can't say that it's impossible to do it much quicker if all of our resources are being uh, put in that well, direction. Yeah, I, asked, I asked a physician about this, and he, he seemed to think that because of the global kind of, um, there's been a, the, the level of resources devoted to this, for some reason, seems to be much greater than has been devoted in the past. And he thought the probability and speed of a vaccine was vastly higher than it would be otherwise. And maybe perhaps that all of the technology, the technological evolution in that, you know, in labs and shit, what do I know? I should, I should shut up. I'm not, I, I don't know anything about what's going on in the labs. Well, in any case, um, Peril, I know you wanted to talk a bit about gender reveal parties. Gender reveal, but I know you were, you had mentioned to me that that was, yeah. was something going on with gender reveal parties and fires or something. Well, I mean, California. You had texted me. Yeah, yeah I, what happened? California there? is burning to the ground. I mean, yes. there's like seven thousand acres. It's been like a hundred and twenty-seven degrees there for the past few right. days. Yeah. Yeah, but what about the gender reveal part? But that was how it started. Somebody okay. had like a pyrotechnics blue or pink smoke reveal. Could you imagine? To, I mean, do you know what a gender reveal party is? Are you familiar with this? I, sh I mean, oh, yeah, I guess that's when you reveal the gender of your baby. Right, which is, I mean, in, in my opinion, sort of an idiotic notion to begin with, but that, that aside, um, Look, it's an excuse for a party, and this one, this one has burned 8,500 acres at this point, for God's sake. And was it a boy or a girl? Um, at least, at least. <laughs> yeah, apparently, <laughs> if it was, was it pink, Periel? I don't know that it was blue or pink. I just know that there was a color involved. Well, I read on Twitter that David... It's funny, all of these, every story is about the, the piece of the forest that's burning down, and none of them, <laughs> none of them are talking about whether or not this baby was a boy or a girl, a masculine child. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of, you'd think that that would be in the article somewhere. And by the way, it was a boy. <laughs> by the way, it was a boy. Yeah, I don't know what color. It not be the main uh, focus of the article, but it, it would have <laughs> The headline, you know, I understand some forest got burnt up, but this was some child. <laughs> This is a masculine so job. The gender oh. reveal is prior to the birth, giving birth, right? I mean, they, 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 because right. otherwise it would just be the party for the birth. Yeah, the birth. yeah, that's right. So it's like, I guess they, sometimes people do this thing where it's like, they open a box and like blue balloons fly out or pink balloons yeah. fly out yeah. or they like cut open a cake and like pink sprinkles come out. 
Yeah, yeah, such a sprinkle. The um, do you do you know is this is this a recent phenomenon? This ridiculousness that I, people I, are having gender reveal plots. It's another. Was it created by a liquor company? I mean, who? What? What marketing genius? <laughs> I mean. You know, that's like diamonds are a girl's best friend. You know, the marketer that came up with that slogan is responsible for creating an industry. Right, um, the, 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 that, that was De Beers, De Beers mining. That, that was De Beers, yes. I mean, but prior to De Beers saying that, the, oh, where's this young boy? We, we have, may have a special guest. We may have a special guest. Look at this. Jessica, come say hi to Dan. Come here, buddy. Come stay high online. Look at this. Oh, he's too. Look cute. at this bar. Yeah, that's Hello, a bar. Emerson. So carry all your feet. Hello. Look at that meat. Mama. No, that's oh, not wow. Mama. That's Cariel. Though under different circumstances, perhaps it could have been in another world. <laughs> yes, you want to come say hi to Dan? Come here. Hey, Em, say hi to say hi to Uncle Dan. Dan got a haircut about a month ago, but it still looks a lot better than when he didn't have a haircut for three months during the pandemic. Yes! Show how you race on the motorcycle. Go rum, rum! All right. Emerson, what do you think about gender reveal parties, Emerson? You hear the gender reveal party out there in California. It started that forest fire that's now raging across 120 degree California. Gender reveal. Was that a thing? Do you know there's 10 more million, 10 million more people in Canada than you? Precisely. Rum. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, I, I I don't know that this is fascinating. We didn't have a gender reveal party for for Jessica when when Emerson was revealed. When was oh, Emerson? Nobody had a gender reveal party. That's, I don't remember that being a thing Mama. when I was a kid. That's not mama, you understand? That's Periel. I have some respect for your mother. He's a pair of tits, it's mama, as far as he's concerned. <laughs> he's, he's a pair of tits, it's mama. Um, come say hi to Dan, Jeff. She seems All right, M. M. Dog. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Bedtime. All right, All right go to bed. No. He doesn't want to go to bed. And why would he? Life is too fun. I, I like bed because there's nothing for me here in the conscious world. Say hi, Dan. Just say hi. Uh, say hi, you're walking through. But a kid like Emerson, where every day is fun from- Everything's fun, bro. I remember going to bed as a kid. It was horrible. Why, bed when life is so great? Why do I want to go to bed? Oh, I can't wait to get there. It was horrible. It was, everything was fun during the day. And also in the 70s, when I was growing up, if God forbid you woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't get back to sleep, you were alone in a way <laughs> that simply doesn't exist anymore. Wait, now you go, on, you go online, it, I mean, there's always something to do. But if you woke up at like four in the morning in the 70s and the 80s, yeah, isolation was so terrible. So, so horrible. Nothing on television. Oh, I was so isolated. It was, it, you felt the level of loneliness. It was such a loneliness. So profound. So Anyway, gender reveal. So the thing um, is, is that first of all, you know, there's a, a whole movement articulating that, you know, you're assigning these people genders at birth. What's that? There is a whole movement based on an ideology that articulates that you are assigning these newborns a gender at birth 
that they may grow up to not identify with. Yes, that is true. So, so you're saying this is a contradiction of that idea. We're saying, well, we're having a big party to say he's a boy. He may not be a boy. He may not be a boy. Well, he may be a boy or not feel like a boy, in which case he's not a boy, which is another paradoxical outcome of, of, a, of a gender right. review. So it's a... I mean, you could say it's a, it's a biological gender. I'd say it's a, it's a chromosomal reveal. Yes. It's, an <laughs> it's, it's a an chromosomal X. reveal. We will decide at a later time. Right. And by the way, we don't even know how late that time is. You could have a gender reveal party in that case in your 40s. Sure. I mean, <laughs> at what point, if you feel like, a, like the other sex or even, you know, and... and from what I understand, if sexuality is fluid, if gender is fluid, you right. may not be a man or a woman, in which case your reveal is that you don't know what you are. <laughs> you have a party. Like non-binary. A non-binary reveal. I think the answer so to that true. question is you feel it before you know you feel it. In other words, I think a two or three-year-old might feel like a girl but not be able to express it verbally. Right. So it's a stupid concept because the concept of binary gender is created but by it does work it does work for most people. Most people that are born male become well, men but, male. but you could say that about you know being for gay. Most. you could say that about being gay and straight too, right? I mean there's a there's a significant portion of the population that does not identify as one or the other. But where, where are the boundaries? At what point can we just, can we also feel as though we were born the wrong race? In which case I reveal that I am a Puerto Rican woman? Well, I mean, Rachel Dolezal made that uh, point. Yes, yeah, she did, didn't she? Right, right. I mean, you know, I... Uh, but it didn't seem to be accepted in the same way that a, a, a transgender person that identifies as something else has been largely accepted, at least in, yeah. in polite urban society. Well, Rachel, Rachel, everybody made fun of her well, and nobody backed her up. It was a legitimate no. psychological <laughs> condition. I won't call it an illness in the case of transgender. And the others consider just some crazy chick. Right. Uh, you right. know, um, it feels this way. And, um, oh. and because what does it mean to feel Certain, certain gender, actually don't, but it's hard to imagine any week, whatever. Um, no, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, any where nobody was black, she wouldn't, wouldn't have said, still feel a transgender boy would probably still feel something going on. That didn't seem to match is you know, perhaps he was a bit different from the other kids in the in the, in the yard, you know. Wait, I missed what you said because I lost. Oh, say, I lost. Say, say you did a, say you did an experiment where you you raised children, uh, male children, without any right. females around. Somehow, and you put them in a in a world of. You'll behave in ways that we associate with females. Because I, I said that Rachel Dolezal, if she had never seen a black person, she would probably, she would not feel anything was amiss. She would just, 
it, it's cultural and social and she you know the reasons are not biological. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit like being visited by a christian god and, and, and coincidentally you happen to be a christian you know i mean you had you not grown up with christianity would you have been visited by the same faith or the one that you grew up in so it's that nature nurture thing but it does speak to the notion that 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 what does it mean to in inherently not embody your your original experience of your body, of your own yeah. gender, if you don't know what it is that you're missing by way of some other well, model. My understanding from, you know, having spoken to and sort of researched and written extensively, or, you know, I don't know, moderately, maybe not yeah. extensively yeah. about it, is that people who are trans yeah. do feel like there's something wrong um, before they have the language to be able to articulate exactly what yeah, that is. Yeah. Like they feel like they're in the wrong body or they feel disconnected right. in a way, you know, when they're as young as three years old, even. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah not I guess everyone, I'm sure. What's that? Not everyone, I would imagine, but by and large, that's that's been my understanding from... Yeah. It happens pretty young, it starts. You know, the American Indian, there were a number of cases of people in American Indian villages, and they sort of largely found a, a kind of... I read that there was a um, an, an acceptance of sorts, and that these people were, instead of born different, were thought of as some sort of potential special aspect to them that made them different from average, but not yeah. worse. Now, did, they, did were... they suffer the same way uh, because the, the, the treatment of choice for tra being transgender, for gender dysmorphia, is to have a sex reassignment surgery. That was not available to the American Indian. Well, they were called no, no, two-spirits, I believe, that, that they were called two-spirits. The is, is there a way to live with being transgender without having the surgery? Sure. Well, you dress up. You you dress in a in in a in a deer skin skirt. Yeah. You dress as 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 an Indian. You don't ride with the warriors, baby. You make soup. That's what you do. But it but 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 were these Indians, even though they were accepted in these particular cultures, even though they were accepted, maybe even revered as some spirit kind. of... I have a very difficult time imagining the Indian chief not giving a wink to one of his top warriors when this guy walks through dressed like a woman. I have a very difficult it time accepting that. Hard to imagine, but but, but yes, but but were these Indian transsexuals, these American Indian transsexuals, so sweet. Still, still revolts by their own body, even though they might have been accepted culturally. Well, that's right. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think that there is. In other words, is is it necessary? Is is a sex reassignment surgery absolutely necessary for the well-being of a transgender for person? Some, for some people, yes, and for other people, no. Some trans people do not identify um, as trans based on their genitals. So you know, oh, we identify. We've made that. Like, if you have a penis, you're a male, and if you have a vagina, you're female. But there are some trans people for whom that's not relevant. There are others who feel extreme body dysmorphia, but there are 
lots of people who don't want gender reassignment surgery. Well, there's Bailey J. I brought up uh, just a few uh, moments ago. <laughs> you may know her parallel. She is a adult actress and a fine one. Um, a Bailey J. I believe I have heard you talk about her before. Born male. Uh, she has, but she had, uh, she has, I guess she takes hormones. She has breasts, she has curves, but she also has a little something between her legs that is not generally thought of uh, as female. <laughs> no, it's not generally thought of. No, it's just an enormous penis. Tremendous cock. <laughs> and oh, that's very, very well in the adult film world. I wonder if I had her here, I would ask her whether or not she would have bottom surgery, they call it, yeah. uh, were it not for her career uh, as a as a as a uh, pornographic actress. Right. Well, you know, it, it's thought of is is really sort of in poor taste to ask trans people what they have in between their legs. Well, in her case, we all know what she has. I know, but I'm fine. I mean, we could have her on the show, and if it's appropriate, you know, you could. Well, again, in her case, we all know that what she has down there. It's certainly no secret. Right, but this has been a fixation of, of straight people for, you know, decades. If you go back to when trans people were treated like freaks on like the Jerry Springer show and the Richard Day show in the 90s, and they are, or, and even more things that are sort of less distasteful, you know, have you had bottom surgery? And it's like, well, it's not really any of anybody's business. I mean, you wouldn't ask somebody else that question, right? Well, I do think it's relevant, though. Not unless you wanted to suck it. <laughs> if we're discussing body dysmorphia, I do think it's relevant. No, well, not, also, there are some not, guys that are only attracted to women with cocks. Yes, that's the thing, baby. Yes, there are. Um, so, um, you know, it's fair to say that maybe burning 8,000 acres isn't the only reason to stop having gender reveal parties. Although it's a- well, I'm, I'm of a mind where if, if there's an excuse for a party, I'm all for it, you know? Uh, yeah. If the kid turns out not to be that gender, uh, fine. But at least we got to hang out and have some barbecue. <laughs> uh, you know what, man, Yeah, at this point, I feel like I might even give yeah. in and go to a gender yeah. party. <laughs> as far as burning, you know, however many acres they burn, obviously I'm not on board with, with that. No. No, uh, not a controversial position, by the way. A lot of people are not on board with burning 8,500 acres. Know, every every time you find out your kid's got a cock, a lot of people are not on board with that. <laughs> you know, it's hard to imagine that, 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 uh, that, that you know, trans, trans people were more readily accepted 300 years ago by a tribe somewhere on the plains of, of the, you know, Midwest, somewhere than they were in uh, 1985. You can learn from ancient cultures. The well, wisdom of the ancients. Yes, Joseph Campbell or Joseph Candle, yeah, yeah. When uh, I was- I don't know with every Indian tribe, I, it might have just been some Indian tribes that- No, but like, this isn't a lot of cultures. I lived in Thailand when I was in my 20s for a year, and there is an entire segment of the population that are called Katoys, and they're, quote, I mean, the direct translation is ladyboys. Oh. And they're completely integrated into society. Yes. In every, they're selling ice cream, they're teaching dance to students in like little kids. Um, 
And culturally, they're, it's, they're accepted in a way that, you know, it seems sort of radical in other places. So well, we have much to learn from the Thai people. Not just about that, but about uh, whatever they put in that uh, Tom Kha Gai soup. Oh, tremendous soup. Tremendous. They got a lemongrass and a yeah. coconut milk. You, you coconut serve milk, it, but you there's something else. By a couture, if you're lucky, you get a couture. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, there's nothing, there's nothing like a Tom Kha Gai and a couture to really spice up an afternoon. I mean, <laughs> well, listen, both worlds. my friend Tim was. Um, a sort of very alpha guy when I was living there. Um, yeah. You know, he was sort of like this tough New York guy. Not, Tim had a pension, did he? Not, what? Tim had a pension for the couture? No, um, but you know, he had this really sort of alpha energy, not to and like a New York accent, not much unlike yourself, Dove. And, well, listen, um, I don't get into a katoy. I never had an epiphany in Thailand that drove me into a male whorehouse. So maybe we don't have that much in common. Well, he was, um, you know, there was this, we went out, we went partying, and there was a really beautiful girl who was hitting Oh, guys my him. Lord. Oh, that's a line I'm not really across the katoy. And he took her back to, um, you know, we lived Whoa. in a hotel because we were all working and living. Well, her is a very nice word for what he took back to his room because if a katoy has a, has, <laughs> has a Thai pole, I believe they call it a Thai pole or a, uh, a chicken satay, sometimes they call it. That is not something that I'm willing to engage well, you know, you never, I think that you don't really know until you're in the situation. And yet I kind of know, I kind of know that I'm not banging at the door. Oh, you're saying you don't know. Yeah, you're saying. Well, no, I was no, with no, uh, no, 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 you don't know. But I was right, saying, right. I don't think you necessarily know. And he, you know, he said at the end, he was like, you know what? A blowjob's a blowjob. I, I have nothing but regard for the man's dedication, but I, I just feel like, I, I wonder if he truly didn't know that this was a katoy and thought it was a woman. Totally, 100. I mean, they are so, you would, I mean, so passable, you would never. I totally, I hear what you're saying, and I'm sure that's possible, especially after somebody's been drinking a significant amount, but I was in a party, we were in Vegas somewhere, and I was with Jess, and we were gonna take this, we met a, we met a, a Thai-ish, you know, Asian-y looking that, 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 that caramel Thai skin. So, so sweet, so smooth. And, and we met her and she said that she was willing to go out with us. And, you know, we were going to shake it up threesome style. You understand? And we got into the hallway and I saw a little something that made me feel that maybe it's not traditionally what we think of as a non-couture. And I said, you got to show <laughs> You gotta, you gotta lift this skirt up, sweet pea. Before you get back into my room, you gotta show me that you lack a pole. I do not want a pole under the old hood. I don't want to be surprised. Listen. Was it a toy at the end of the day? It was a toy if ever there was one, you understand? This was a toy. I mean, you had a, this was, <clears throat> I mean, this was a six inch toy it had under the hood. Is that what sounds it had. like one of the alien species in Star Trek, the Katoys, you know. <laughs> it's That's exactly oh, what it was. It's like Tapau, which was Spock's mother, I believe. Was yes, we landed on planet Katoy and got ourselves a steam. We, we had a steam. You were attracted to her before you knew that. I was attracted to her before I knew she was. It's a question. Oh, you can say that, yes. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Yeah. 
Well, listen. Boys in the Romulan. Let's say if you, you know, if you were attracted to somebody before you found out they were a white supremacist. I mean, uh, look, I, there are certain aspects to someone's uh, physicality and/or character that can eliminate attractiveness. And nothing does that for me, like a six-inch, a katoy pole. I don't like a pole. I would fuck the white supremacist. I mean, of course. Would I wouldn't? I don't, have, I don't have to date her. I mean, I, no. I don't have to. We don't have to discuss ideology. But if she's hot. No, well, you wouldn't because you're a female. Well, you think differently. You look, uh, women are more, in, you know, they're less physically, you know, uh, visually stimulated. But um, you think than, than a man. A man, if we're attracted physically to a woman, will generally. If you were, you would fuck like a Nazi, like a full Nazi white supremacist. Dog style, not not missionary. No, 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 no. Whatever it would be, you know, and yes, yes. And, I mean, who's to say I haven't? I, I don't <laughs> think so. But um, um, but but generally, yeah, we you know we can a man can divorce the uh, you know the physical from from everything else. Yeah. I you know I don't know this gender stuff to me seems really um, constructed in a lot of ways. In, in that in that much of it is 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 not nature, but, but the opposite. Yeah, like, I'm just thinking like if you met a girl who was really hot and you took her home and you had sex with her and you really liked her and then you found out later that 10 years ago she had had gender reassignment surgery, yeah. I mean, who cares? Well, if she didn't I mean, have a piece. If she looked 100% like yeah. a woman. Yeah. Okay. Yes, no. Then, right, but that, that, you know, at that, I mean, that doesn't necessarily matter. Uh, I mean, she can't have a baby, so if that's an issue, then that could be a problem. But I mean, you would never. I mean, that's not like something that if you're just having sex with somebody, you'd never. Be, oh, wait, can you have a baby? If a woman looked a hundred percent like a woman, you couldn't tell whether she has uh, a uterus or not. Is not really. Uh, great import to me. I don't know that it's uh, to to Dove, but uh, you know, it, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, no, but uh, again, yeah. say I haven't done what you just described. Probably not, uh, but no. Obviously, no, going through his Rolodex. He's like, wait a second. No, no, no. I never, I never got involved with a couture. But no, um, talking about somebody that's had full surgery and that's indistinguishable. Uh, from a, a woman. Um, I mean, I don't know that a trans woman can ever be indistinguishable. For sure. On, on close inspection. For sure. Well, I mean, you're not like going down there with a monocle. Or, or is he? You know, you've never seen, you know, I, I don't know if, um, I don't know that Dan doesn't wear a monocle in the sack. Everybody has their own proclivities, you understand. <laughs> I'd like to see Dan down. I think, I think, I think it's rare that somebody could pass at that that completely and totally. Um, yeah, certainly it's uncommon, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let me let me do that. We have to do an ad here. So for our, our sponsor, and we love we love our sponsors. So this is mybookie.ag. My bookie. Okay. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. You heard right, doubling your first deposit. 
Winning season means Survivor, Super Contests, and Squares at my bookie. Winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice! It's time to celebrate the NFL season, which I explained last time is a football organization. That's very popular nowadays. Uh, invest in your intuition. Use promo code COMEDYSELLER and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash, use promo code COMEDYSELLER and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today. Not tomorrow, today, only at MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. Don't you dare pass up this opportunity. Although many of these lines, historically, I would imagine, it served some aspect of our culture and our evolution, right? Especially when, I don't know, I guess if they're, you know, like the notion of a nuclear family. Like, yeah, it's not, it isn't a genetic type of mandate that serves evolutionary needs, but it's a societal construct because you need to know who's responsible for the kid if you don't live in a 20-person tribe. I don't know. I don't know how much of his nature nurture, but I know where I grew up, you were not allowed to suck a toy off. You couldn't do that. It was not allowed. Not Jersey, but um, do we want to move to, uh, obviously there's a lot going on with uh, Mr. Trump. Yes. Um, he has been accused by uh, the Atlantic Magazine, wrote an article saying that he, uh, in 2018 in France, uh, when, they, when he was going to visit a cemetery for World War I, American soldiers that had died in World War I, he allegedly said that, why do I want to visit, you know, uh, uh, that cemetery is a bunch of losers or something like that, and suckers and losers. He called the American war dead suckers and losers, according to this article. He obviously denies that vehemently. Uh, John Bolton said he, he, he did not hear it and he was there, but allowed for the possibility that he said it at some, at some later point. So, um, well, it's hard to imagine. I don't know. You know, I mean, Trump has been pretty pro military in general and then wanting to overhaul the VA. I mean, look, I'm not defending, uh, you know, his personality, but there's nothing about him that seems particularly disparaging as it relates to the military. So even if somebody did say something offhand, you know what it's like to say something in another context. If you just remove words verbatim from context, I, you know, anybody can have said anything. I, what do I know what this guy said? Well, I mean, we're... I mean, I mean look, if, if he said what he's accused of saying in the context in which it's implied, like they're a bunch of losers, you know, without any... I mean, you can totally imagine that he said that. Yeah, uh, you can imagine he said it, but I would, I would say that, you know, I mean, if, if, if he were initiating or creating policy that actually um, seemed to, to, to come from point of view. that level of that, that disdain for the military, then you would then that statement would have some lasting impact. Whereas if you've, you know, if you've been really pro-military and you've sort of proven that through policy, it just diminishes the importance of having heard someone say something, but you know, or but it's, obviously it's offensive. I'm not defending the language. 
Or well, yeah, I mean, the question is, is you know, well, look, obviously actions are more important than words, but words are not completely without importance, uh, assuming he said it. And you know, I don't really know. I read online, you know, that he's done for the military. He's done some good stuff. He's done some not so good stuff, I mean, depending I mean, on your point of view. I think the best thing you can do for the military is to not send them to a war that we shouldn't be in. Right. And so there are those that say, well, look, you know, uh, Obama had great respect for the troops, but uh, there were there were troops in harm's way during his, right. Um, right. you know, presidency. Whereas Trump, I think there's less troops in harm's way, and ultimately, that's the best way, thing you can do for troops is to is to not put them in harm's way unless absolutely necessary. So you know what else is good for the troops to give them um, health care when they come home and have fucking horrible PTSD and give all of the veterans like mental health care and health insurance and homes. I mean, it is, I mean, to me, like, well, yeah, sure how, does, how, does Trump, right. how does Trump compare to other presidents in that regard? Well, I mean, I think, I, I don't know how he compares to other presidents. I know that, that, I mean, it's abhorrent. I mean, the way that we treat veterans in this country when they return from service is fucking criminal well i i can't i, I can't speak to that but that well, may be look i've heard I've, I've read articles about the va right I mean, the va hospitals that prior to the trump administration i mean the, the from what i've read it might have been in, you know, some relatively left-leaning mainstream media outlet was just that the VA has gotten better than it was. I mean, we still have a long way to go, but it doesn't seem like he's been any worse than any, you know, in, than Obama or, or Clinton or Bush. But what do I know? I, I mean, that's what I've read about the Look, VA. I would just say as far as whether he said it or not, it's just hard to imagine that he, even if he felt that way, that he would... That yeah, it's hard to imagine. He's a president that's sort of his whole thing is being pro-military to say that. I mean, you can have an unguarded moment, obviously, but yeah. to say that in front of, uh, you know, whoever was there, I, I mean, it could be. I, 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 I put the probability at 50-50 that he actually said it as it was stated in the article, right. uh, you know. I mean, um, this is the same guy. I, I'm not willing to say that I'm certain of it, that he said it or he didn't. I mean, this is the same guy who's talking about grabbing people by the pussy. Like, I think like there's a pretty good chance that um, he said that. Yeah. I mean, well, this I is somebody who's like, super careful about what comes out of his mouth, right? Well, I think he was being secretly recorded when he said grab him by the pussy and he wasn't present. Well, still, um, so what? Well, you know, you would think he'd be somewhat on his guard about saying something that scandalous. Um, in front of generals and whomever else, you know, even if he felt that way. Um, so I, I'm not convinced that he said it, but he could have said it. Uh, I stand, uh, I, I, I stand at 50-50, I maintain. Yeah, I agree, it sounds like 50-50, you know, I mean, you wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility because Trump has said some pretty wild stuff, but I would just move to, you know, whether or not actual policy decisions and actions uh, we're more in line with some anti-military, you know, point of view, which has not been the case. So I, I don't, I don't know how, what kind of legs a story like this has. I don't believe that he hates, you know, that he wants military, that they're all suckers or something. I, I don't believe that's the case.
I am going with 99% that he said it. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I lost it. You know, I can't question your intuition, but um, yeah, I think the more important thing is what are his policies vis-a-vis -vis the military? I mean, that, that would... That's true, you're right, but I do think it's also important what he says as the president. Yeah, it's not of no, it's not without importance. I mean, if he says that's something that extreme, but you know, I that's I mean, I'm 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 uh, as it happens uh, right now, I'm prepared to vote for Biden Harris anyway, whether he said it or he didn't. Right. Um, yeah. You know, um, I suppose something could happen between now and November that would change my mind. Like what? Well, if Biden died, for example, and and then, <laughs> uh, and, and, and whoever, and then Kamala was the candidate. Um, you know, I don't, I'd have to reassess. I mean, um, I don't love her, but um, especially given her uh, history as a prosecutor, but, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, um, I'd probably vote for her anyway, as I voted for Hillary. It's not a woman thing, but I, you know, I'm just not a huge fan of hers, but um, in any case, um, Although, you know, I mean, Hillary, I, relative to what you hear in the more sort of radical or further left aspect of the party, I mean, Hillary feels like a, 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 a centrist Republican. I mean, she feels like a John Kasich Republican relative to what's going on on the hard left. But yeah, Biden, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know his sex scandal, that didn't have a lot of legs, right? I don't know why that didn't have a lot of legs. Was, wasn't there a major Me Too? Well, there was a woman accused him of some, some fairly... Serious me too. But I feel like that got put to bed relatively quickly, and I'm just—I I don't know. Well, because look, I mean, people, um, because the people that like him are right. really overlook it, you know, because they figure Trump is the greater evil. Well, right. um, Adrian Iapucci, am I pronouncing her name properly? Canadian. Yeah. Adrian she she tweeted something out saying that at this point we're just voting for the person who has the least amount of rapes right right yeah that's funny you know it's like yeah that's like a cool way of, of acknowledging that left right whatever <laughs> yeah yeah it's the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing after a while it, i mean it's so devastating but she really made me laugh <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I mean, it's dark and it's sad, but it's yeah, hilarious. It's hilarious. Well, Dan, have you been also, doing a lot of shows outside? Yeah, you know, it was just uh, on Saturday. I did two shows in Sheep Meadow, Central Park. They were excellent. I mean, it, the sound is not great. You have to shout. And obviously certain jokes that, you know, like certain jokes I just didn't want to do because they were long. And I was like, I don't have the, I don't want to scream this joke. Yeah. I uh, so but but um, it, it was good. The audience was quite good, especially we did a show at five and a show at six thirty. The six thirty show was really good. You have a really. mic now, though, don't you? Yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's like it doesn't do very much. It's a little mic with a little speaker attached to it. Yeah, uh, it very very uh, you know poor sound with or without the mic. I feel like you guys are you out. Have to, you have Lord. to project. What's that? I said I feel like you're out there doing the Lord's work. Dan's well, working for the Lord. Um, I'm out there in God's, God's cathedral doing the Lord's work. We do get paid. It was 25 bucks. Um, so, 
Yeah, it's just some pretty sweet cash. Nice cash. The um, uh, I still have a show in. I mean, the club right now hasn't canceled in Philly in uh, October, like a proper headline gig. I don't know what that will look like now indoors. I mean, it's. Um, I guess they're just gonna like a fifty percent capacity thing. You know, they're gonna space things out or put some plexiglass between tables. I, I'll be very curious to see how they work that out logistically, but you know, it would be nice if the seller, I mean, even if it were 25% capacity, you could still sort of patch a room together. If you can go indoors in New York city, Dan, have you heard of any like even gigs on long Island or whatever? I mean, I, I don't know if Long Island, but they're doing indoor gigs in other states, I believe, but that they're lesser, or at least maybe they'll start in October. Right. capacity. Because you can go into restaurants, right? It's not. Yeah, it's, other states you can. Right. Upstate. No, at the comedy cellar. If, if you go to the comedy cellar, you go inside. Noam in anticipation of indoor dining, because that was supposed to start like a month ago. Yeah. Noam set up, it looks like a dunking booth. It's a stage and oh, plexiglass wow. all sides. Oh, wow. The comic was going to stand and perform shows. That's what his plan was. Right, right. And dining open, but dining never open. Right, 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 right. Wow. And, and Noam, I don't think, is ultra-motivated to do outdoor shows. Um, well, there's no money in it for him, no and he's already, he's already established. I mean, that's more of a real young, upstart type of movement to get involved in that, because nobody's getting wealthy doing I mean, nobody's, you know. Right. Stand Up New York's been doing it, I think, just to, it's good for them. It, it gives them press. Yeah. You know, they get some articles written, oh, at uh, Comedy in the Park. Uh, so it's good yeah. for them. They get press. The seller doesn't need press. Right. Um, but yeah. it's also like, isn't it and just... And is not like a young... Go ahead. No, but isn't it just like so nice to be doing it? Yes, yes. But but Noam, there's nothing in it for him. He's not... And Noam doesn't love comedy like he wants. He, he misses it so much to see a comedy show. There, there are people that are like that. The, the owners of The Stand love comedy that's why they own a comedy club noam owns a comedy club because his father owned a comedy club and his father owned a comedy club because he had a restaurant with a basement <laughs> somebody walked in and said hey we should do comedy here he said okay and that's what started but noam is is not a he he, he noam is certainly um, become a fan and he certainly has great affection for us i believe but he's not like the guys at the stand who really really, really are fans and really want to do shows. And so they had shows at their club outside on the sidewalk. Nine minutes and You're talking to, uh, I guess- Well, no, it's because I'm at Jess's house and she just put the kid down. I just told her I'll be, I'll be uh, wrapping up at eight o'clock, that's all. I, and then you're, you're heading it's back. Eight o'clock. No, no, I'm gonna stay here. Um, <coughs> I'm gonna stay here tonight and wake up with the kid in the morning. Go play with my, I don't know what we'll do, but you know, I mean, it's uh, kids, uh, you know, we, the playgrounds are open, you know, now. I mean, that that's really nice for people that they hope they finally, for a while, they were, they were all locked up up until like a month and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, what's great is Emerson has no idea that any of this is going on. Uh -huh. By the time he becomes kind of aware of the world, this will hopefully be over. He's not suffering anyway. He's in the park. He's oh, life is sweet. Jessica posts pictures of Emerson all the time. I've seen more pictures of Emerson's ass uh, <laughs> than I than, than 
than I would have expected, but she's posts a lot of naked pictures of Emerson. Yeah, not the front, right? Not the front, no. And if she does, she, she puts a little circle on yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's a big poster. She's a big mommy, mommy Instagrammer. And I got a joke out of it. You know, I got a joke thanks to Jessica's posting. I got a, a joke about about uh, women posting those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's good. Women get real into that. You know, and one wonders whether Emerson, you know, when he looks back uh, at some point and sees his ass all over Instagram, <laughs> what he's going to feel about it. I don't know. What do you think, Kriel? Appropriate? Inappropriate? Too much? Not not too much? They, um, I read an article about how um, in China, there's this whole theory that um, by the time kids Emerson's age are, you know, I don't know, teenagers or young adults, if they're, if they don't, if they haven't um, sort of built up um, like social media cachet, they're sort of lower in societal ranks. So the likelihood of what getting and everything. The female ratio is still really thrown off there and it becomes that much more critical. Any advantage that you can generate. Yeah. So I mean, Jeff might be doing uh, him a big favor because right. he's like accruing. <laughs> he's accruing followers. Oh, it's so sad. You know, this social, I, I don't know. I don't know what the net, the net result of all of I mean, this. I, I think the net result, nice choice of words. Um, yeah, I don't know if being a kid today is better or worse. I, I mean, the one advantage, I think there's some great advantages to it, is that a kid that's maybe marginalized at school, that lives in the middle of nowhere, can go online and find out, hey, I'm not the only gay kid, I'm not the only trans kid, I'm not the only kid yeah. that's into this or the other thing. And I can talk yeah. to people. I don't have to deal with just the people from my high school. You know, when we were in high school, if you didn't, if you didn't get make friends amongst your high school peers, you were kind of shit out of luck. You know, you were isolated. And if, God forbid, you were really different, you know, in, in whatever way. Yeah, um, that's right. You couldn't, you couldn't connect with other kids. So I think in that sense, social media is probably pretty good. It's good you for shop kids that just One, do better two. behind a keyboard anyway. It's like, I'm like, I'm like that. I'm, I'm better off, you know, hidden behind a keyboard. But, um, but the, other, the other stuff that comes with it, the cyberbullying. He's seen Emerson's cheeks many times posted online by you. Oh, wow, yeah. What'd you say? I don't know, something about Instagram, but it's, um, you know, once, once, you know, social media sort of, I guess, can help you um, find a group that will allow you to accept your own different, your own differences, sexually or otherwise, but just in time to sort of develop some other disorder associated with looking at pictures of people that appear to be happier than you are, you know, it's like. Uh, yeah. And also young girls constantly put themselves half naked and, and, and this yeah. could be good for, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, eating disorders and that sort of thing. Because now everyone, every, every young girl is now a model based, you know, trying to be on Instagram, trying to look good, trying to get all those likes. And uh, it had to be a disaster for, for uh, adolescent mental health, I would think. Overall. And the filters, all of these filters that they put so that you'd look like not a human being. What do you think, Jess? The net result of all of this social media for younger people, and like like some alternate sexuality, people might find a group that they can identify with. But then the flip side is, you think it's a net negative? Yeah. 
Jess, you're not posting any nude pictures of yourself on Instagram, are you? I didn't think so. Well, you're not allowed to. I don't, I mean, I think you can show ass crack. Yeah. Um, but you can't show nipple, uh, penis, vajayjay. Right, but what people do is they post very, very, very provocative photos and then they have a link in their bio to their OnlyFans page. Right, yeah. Indeed, OnlyFans, yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, there's something so, um, I, don't, I don't think in with European cultures, like, um, like if you walk into a strip club, they don't have these rules where you, you can put pasties over your nipples and, and then you have a, a permit that allows you to sell alcohol, but if you were to remove the pasty, you would be in violation of the permit. It's clearly, it's such a wacky, yeah kind of way to battle with you know what is happening to strip clubs i mean they must have taken a huge fucking hit yes i mean i heard on the some podcast that they're back in business in their own limited way and so they have the same distancing policies but i guess they're not allowed to face you or something and then when you actually get a dance Somebody's wearing a mask. I, I'm, they have to like cowgirl grind you. Like I reverse cowgirl grind you. I, yeah, you make it sound so good, but <laughs> I, I, I wonder. I don't know. You know, listen. I got no beef with the reverse cowgirl grind, mask or no mask. You know, but but yeah, no strip clubs were. I would imagine just you know. I mean, as as badly hit as any establishment you can think of and so they're trying to claw their way back as well i would imagine you know? the strippers themselves probably a lot of them do go on OnlyFans and try to uh make money that way but there's so much competition on OnlyFans. yeah 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 online a lot of a lot of porn people as well because they're not doing that either they're not shooting new porn for the most part um so right yeah they yeah, people are taking it solo online, I guess. But I don't know. Listen, you know, you're you're living on the margins in that in that business. I think you got a following these days, uh, you know, on OnlyFans. You know, how how do you distinguish yourself from everybody else that's on OnlyFans? I have no idea how that takes place. Do you need to distinguish yourself? I mean, I would I imagine if so. you're I would think so. You, you want to get you want to get subscribers. Right. Wow. Such a distinguished career, you know. Um, I mean, I suppose if you're well known, you know that that would help. So that, um, yeah, yeah. If you're a legitimate film star, and then you, yeah, but they or like Kendra, uh, what's her name? That the, the uh, I met her on a podcast. Kendra Wil, Kendra, yeah, not Kendra Wilkinson. Ke she was the she was the library girl. Oh, I I don't. I don't know. I I don't think I've heard Kendra of Kendra Sunderland. Kendra Sunderland. She she became famous because she masturbated in a uh, college library. Oh. And, yeah. Wow. Really? And it went um, and the video was online, and then um, so now she's a pretty well-known porn star. Pretty distinguishing. Yeah. But she probably makes a lot of money on OnlyFans. But just All a right. girl on OnlyFans. I don't know how they do it. So sweet. On that note. Right. It's 8 p.m. So uh, good, good to see everybody. We'll see you next time. Uh, podcast at ComedyCellar.com. Instagram handle, Perry, I'll go ahead. At Live from the Table.
And right. he's on um, YouTube and um, where you listen to your podcasts. See you next time.